0: When I have heard humans talk about giving their life for a country I've always shuddered a little bit. Usually they consider it to be a very noble thing to do and a good thing to do. History books certainly show us the nobility of doing things such as giving your life for a country. But The Bible shows me something different. As usual, the way of the world and that which is praised by men is opposite from what God teaches his people to do through the Bible. We have no example at all in the Bible of Christians rising up to protest evil rulers. In fact, we see exactly the opposite way in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul said the following. First Timothy chapter 2 I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. It is not that we are told to vote for human beings and sanction them. But rather, we are told to pray for those in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life. When Donald Trump was elected president, I prayed that he not release a nuclear weapon, for I knew he had the power to do that. With Joe Biden as president during the Ukrainian uprising, I prayed that he not lead us into war. I am very non-political. I'm not registered for either party. We are as strangers and pilgrims on this earth. One time I was in uh, Paris, France. I was sitting on a park bench. Some people walked by speaking to each other in the French language. And I thought, oh, how charming and pleasant and relaxing it is in Paris. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you don't know the language. If you knew the language, you could be stirred up to evil by what they say. It's charming and pleasant and peaceful because you don't know the language in France. Because human beings are, by and large, people of this world, doing fleshly things and worldly things. And it's anything but peaceable to a godly person. All my life I have enjoyed history, even as Early as elementary school, I remember enjoying stories about historical events. Recently, I saw a three-part TV series concerning the American Revolutionary War. Also recently, I saw the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot, which concerns the same war. As I watched the events of this war, the Holy Spirit brought to my attention the word sedition. And I thought, wasn't sedition listed in the works of the flesh? So I went to Galatians chapter 5 and checked the works of the flesh and found that it was so. Sedition breaking away from other governments, uprising against the government, fighting the rule of law set up by whichever government it is. That is one of the works of the flesh and is sedition. I looked up the definition of the word sedition and I found it to be conduct or speech inciting others to rise up against or rebel against a country or a ruler or a monarch, incitement to riot, inflaming to rebellion against the laws of nations. Always when there's sedition, hatred is also taught because you have to hate the people to rise up against them. There's an element of hatred in politics. One side teaches their followers to hate the other side. They portray the other side as the bad guy. So hatred is a part of politics. I went to Galatians 5 when the Holy Spirit brought this to my attention to check and see if sedition was listed as one of the works of the flesh because the works of the flesh are evil, not good. They're evil in the sight of God. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. This lists the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, Idolatry, witchcraft, that's living in super, superstitions. Hatred, variance, emulations, that's competitions trying to outdo one another. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, reviling, and such like. All of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past says Paul, They which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then I checked the definition of sedition to be sure I knew what it really meant. We are strangers and pilgrims on this earth after we become Christians. We are just waiting here for the return of Jesus, where he removes us from this earth. And the apostle Peter told us that seeing that this heaven and earth shall be dissolved by fire by God in the end, what kind of person should we be? And Peter tells us what we should be as we wait. He tells us in verse 14, of Second Peter chapter 3. Start at verse 10, and we'll read all of this section. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Those are the three goals that Peter set forth for us to live by while we wait for Jesus in peace, without spot, and blameless. As is often the case, those things that man admires and thinks to be good are evil in the eyes of God, as shown by the Bible. And we as Christians are taught to renew our mind to the Bible, not to go in the way of the world, but to renew our mind by the Bible that we can go in the way of God, that we can prove what is right in the sight of God and go in the way of God. I'm keeping these scriptures on sedition before my eyes until the subject has been corrected in my thinking by the Word of God and until God's thinking from the Bible goes deeply into my thinking, confirming to me the Word of God on the issue of this life. For 2 Timothy three sixteen seventeen 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect. So when you run into a conflict between what you have thought was good and what the Bible says is good on the subject, you have to keep the scripture In your mind and before you, until you develop a root system that you agree with the scripture. For there are many things taught us in school and as children and by the society in which we live, the community in which we live, the culture. There are many things that are opposite to that which we see in the Bible. So the Apostle Paul instructs us in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 shows us the works of the flesh. We are born as a natural human being, born in the flesh, with the tendencies of the flesh which are not good. Jesus died to free us from following our flesh, that we could be saved and brought to God. By the blood of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, by following that which the Holy Spirit brings to our mind, instead of yielding to the flesh which wants to hate people and strike out against them we keep the flesh crucified by that word brought to us by the holy spirit to our mind showing us the way of god in the matter we go the opposite direction following the spirit which is to love love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance Those are the fruits produced when we follow the Spirit. Hatred, strife, envying, variance, debating, seditions. Those are the fruits produced in us when we follow our own desires. When we follow the nature of man, we produce the fruits of the flesh which are evil in the sight of God. And Paul says we won't inherit the kingdom of God if we follow those desires of the flesh, the works of the flesh. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It is a deliberate act of man to follow that which is good in the sight of God. The flesh wants to hate, the spirit leads us into peace. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.